Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me 
and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest, Julie Bruns, who is the author of Peace, Possibilities, and Perspective. Julie, my friend, how are you today? Good, Michael. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, same. It's going to be a great conversation. So for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So, um... I am, I don't know, I talk about this in my book, but I'm one of 11 children. I'm, I have seven, seven sisters and three brothers. I'm all from the same parents, grew up um, in a like lower middle-class family. Um, and I wrote this book last year because I didn't have people around me. So obviously, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a big family. There isn't a lot of um, time for guidance and support and in, you know, inside and all those cool conversations that you have as you get older. I'm trying to shape you. So I was always looking for my own resources and always looking for people to give me what I needed and ask questions with too and, and with and with and have conversations with. And this book I wrote because um, as I, in my journey, I decided I wanted to, I was going to go to college and I did that and I paid for college on my own and I got done with college and I was like, I don't want to be in marketing. I want to be a teacher. And I was like, wait, I don't want to teach in schools. I think I want to teach in business. So like little by little, my, my journey was I know I want to help people and teach, but in what way? And I finally found my way in training and development over 20 years experience in that career. And I, this book that I wrote a couple well, last year was because I want people to have some of the tools that I didn't have in their high school and early 20s. And um, as you know, you look back in your journey, like any other person says, oh, I wish I knew this sooner, or I, I've been using this all along and I didn't realize that. So I taken all of those tools I've been using along the way and put them in my book. But also there's, there's some new stuff that I implemented in the last four or five years, like a mindfulness practice and a gratitude practice. And I wanted to write about them and how they've helped me because um, no matter where you are in your journey, whether you're exactly in the spot you want to be, or you're, you're, you think you're a year out or a month out, or you hate your job, whatever it is, there's ways to remain peaceful, happy, content, no matter where you are. And that's, that's how I wrote the book. And that's why I have my podcast too. Yeah. And the first thing that comes to my mind, and this is just me being a contrarian is, well, how do you do that when the world's always on fire? Ooh, do you want me to answer that? I sure do. I, <laughs> I don't watch the world on fire. Um, I go in and I have conversations with people like you that love what they do and are trying to make the world a better place. I am constantly looking for ways to prove that life is good. And life might be hard, but it still can be good. And it, we can be grateful for the things we have, even if we don't have every, everything we want. I, I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news since 2016 or 17. I, so when people tell me, did you see this? No, I didn't. Don't tell me about it. Unless it's something that's, that I need to know because I'm going to travel. I can't go to this place or whatever. I don't want to know about it because all of a sudden now this negative stuff's in my head. Then I start to get bummed about it. Then I start to say, well, what can I do about it? And then I start to say, well, life is hard and this sucks. That doesn't. That doesn't get me where I want to go. That doesn't make me more positive. That doesn't make me want to run out and help people. That makes me feel un, like not hopeful. Um, so I, I'm not denying anything that's happening. I, I give to charities. I support people that are doing great work out there. 
but I don't let all that negative stuff seep in every day. I look for the positives and I constantly filling my mind with all of the good ways to make an impact and to support people um, while the world's on fire anyways. Why yeah. does that matter to you? Like, here's, here's why I asked that question, because for, for myself, I look at the world and and same as you, I, if you ask me what's happening in the world right now, I'd be like, I have no idea. I don't even know what's happening in my neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's because we're so bathed with negativity. But why has it been important for you to move away from that? Because I am a, I, I don't deny that any human being on the planet is probably empathetic and other sociopaths that, that, that aren't, and that's few and far between. Most people are empathetic, but I, I'm very sensitive to other people's energy. I'm very... I can get down quickly only when I see things that are um, unjust and things that aren't right and things that I can't really necessarily control. And it doesn't get me in the mindset that says, what can I do about it? It gets me in the mindset like, this is a really hard life and this is, this, this is a hard thing or this, these poor people. Are, it doesn't help me to come up with solutions and it doesn't help me to get positive and into that space that says, how can I, how can I help this cause or these people or whatever? It, it just, it brings me down and I can't ever come up with a solution in that mind space. So I just don't go there. I just say, here's how I'm going to, here's what I'm going to offer to the world today. I'm going to be kind to people I meet. I'm going to treat everyone equally. I'm going to always smile. I'm going to remain positive. I'm going to do all those things that I can do myself that I can control and all the rest of it. I, I'm not bringing it to my consciousness as, most, most, as much as I can. Yeah. I think there's a, like a tremendous amount of power in the willingness to let go of the things you can't control. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in the chaos of the world because it's like right here at your fingertips. You can go, you can get as dark as you want to get on the yep. internet. I promise you, right? Yep. And, and you said a word a couple of times that is arguably my favorite word, um, and that's solutions. And I want to talk about that and go in that because I, I do believe, and, and again, it's not to be jaded and it's not to even play devil's advocate. It's just fact. Having coached thousands of people around the world, I know people are stuck in negativity. They're stuck in can't. They're stuck in, there's no way this is possible. And they're just flat out like stuck. Talk about the role of solutions and what that really means. So in my head, solutions is figuring out what's possible to change the scenario. So whether that is you personally or a cause you believe in, or something you want to achieve, solutions say there's something that can be resolved in a, in a, in a way. I might not know it right now, um, but where can I go in my mind or out there with resources that helps me to figure out that there's a solution? I don't know if you're a Marie Forleo follower, um, but she wrote a book last year, a couple of years ago called, called um, Everything is Figureoutable. And it's basically like there's a solution to every single problem. It might not be easy. It might be expensive. It might mean you need to change something big in your life, but the bottom line is there is a solution. And if you're only thinking black or white, either or, it's this or it's that, it's almost never just two things. There's usually a third and a fourth and a fifth. But if you go to the negative space and you think about all the ways it could go wrong or how it's not going to work, you're never going to come up with a solution. So instead of thinking, I don't know what the solution is, think what else is possible? What could be possible? And I, I've just always been once someone, even at a young age, I was like, if someone told me I couldn't do something, I would say to myself, not to them, 
I'm going to go see if it's possible. Like, I'm going to go read a book. I'm going to go ask someone. I'm going to go to the library. I'm going to go ask a teacher, whatever it is. Because just because this one person tells me it's not possible doesn't mean it's not possible. I'm going to go find out for myself what the solution might be. So I've been that way since I was probably, I would say, 15, 16 years old. And now I'm over 50. And I, I that that's how I run my life. That's how I face the world. That's how I teach my kids to face the world. It's like, don't let you, if you really believe that something can be solved, it can, and there's a, there's a solution. So if you walk, if you walk over there and ask person A and they don't have it for you, go to person B, go to person C, go to person D and keep going or go in and figure it out on your own. But there is a solution. Just, yeah. I, it's not necessarily easy. Yeah. I mean, when is it ever easy? I don't, I don't yeah. remember anything ever being easy. Right. <laughs> and you, you know, I, I think that so much of it is you've got to have this willingness to, to keep going forward. It's so much about this idea and, and the way that I look at it through the scope of my life is I've been told no so many freaking times that I have to do with anything. Yeah. Right? I'm like, what do you have to do to actually get to where you want to go? And, and I fear that all too often people just give up way too soon. And, and the, the thing is, you know, I, I think about this a lot, you know, you look at like the title of your book, peace, possibilities and perspective. Do you think that people are coming into this with like the wrong perspective of outcome? Um, I think it's hard to have perspective when you're in the middle of a problem and it's hard to see that this problem might be one day long, it might be a month long, it might be a year long, but in the big scheme of things, this this problem might seem really big, but in the big scheme of things, probably not, unless it's like something like cancer or death sentence. And even I, I argue that, um, even I argue that that is not necessarily a, a, cut, a black, a white, a cut and dry, you know, go to someone else with another opinion, go to a go to a different kind of therapy, go to a, there's always something else, but so often I think what your question was, People don't have the perspective because they get news or they hear something or they have a no and they're like, okay, I guess that's it. So the first time they hear it from, you know, and even if this person is educated, I'm not saying they're necessarily wrong, but that doesn't mean that's only one person's opinion. Um, what do you believe? What do you want to see happen? You know, we have, we, we mentioned it, we have a ton of power. And I think when we go in and get one person's perspective, I think the, I think the problem with that is you it becomes easier to say, well, yeah, I, I was thinking it wasn't going to be um, solvable or, or, or I wasn't going to find a solution. And I, I was just proved right. I'm not going to. And that's easier because even though you might be somewhere where you're uncomfortable and you want to make a change, it's still more comfortable than making that change to see what else is possible. So people just, people give up. I think people give up too soon because it's comfortable. Even though they might say, I don't like my life. I don't like my situation. I don't like my job giving up easier, giving up quickly is easier than continuing to be persistent because that takes a lot of effort that, and that takes a lot of positivity and, and not everyone has that. And people don't know where to, where to find that necessarily. Yeah. And I think it's easy to, to get trapped in that too. And, and what I'm thinking as you're going through this is the word resiliency keeps coming to mind and talk, talk about that. Where does resiliency play a role in this? Yeah. So that's why I wrote a chapter about resilience in my book. Um, and I talk about how it can't be, um, you can't actually give, I can't give you Michael resilience and you can't give me resilience. You can build resilience. Um, some people are born with more resilience than others. Some people just have a, a different outlook and that goes back to neuroscience and genetics and all kinds of 
you know, things, environment, everything that, that, that turns us into who we are as human beings. Um, but resilience is the, is the ability to kind of keep getting back up with, with a no, with one no or 10 no's or 500 no's. The ability to say, you know what, that might still be a no, but I'm not going to quit until I get the yes. Um, Jack Canfield, you know, all those chicken soup and soul books. I don't know if you know them or read them, read them years ago. And he was um, told no by 100 and I think it's 137 publishers. Um, and someone asked him one day, you know, well, why didn't you quit at like one, 112 or 57 or 82 would know. Like, why don't you just stop and you couldn't get your book published? He said, because I didn't get the yes I wanted. He kept going and going and going and trying different things to get his book published. And finally, someone on a plane after it happened read his book on the way home and said, yes, we'll publish it. And that was number 138. But if he had stopped anywhere before then, this that that series, I think it's like the best selling series of all time or something like that. Um, but the whole point is when someone asked him, why didn't you quit? I didn't have what I wanted yet. I didn't have what I wanted yet. So if you quit, you're never going to get what you want. If you keep going, it might take you longer. You might have to keep hearing no's like you were saying a million times and and it doesn't feel good, but it doesn't mean you're still not going to get it. You're definitely not going to get it if you quit. Yeah, for sure you're not. And, and you mentioned building resiliency. Like, what is that process? How do you do that? So I say, it, I said you build resilience by not being around people that are negative. Um, you keep looking for other solutions. So you're told no for a job. Well, then you're going to go to someone else that might tell you yes. Um, you are told no for a raise or promotion. Then you're going to ask what you can do to have it next time. Um, you keep going to someone else or something else to find your solution or find the thing you want. And you don't take, basically, you're, you're taking no for an answer because that might be the answer, but that's not the answer forever. And building resilience is continuing to go back to the things that you know are true or that or whatever you're really, really fighting for and looking for and saying, I'm not giving up. I'm going to find another resource that's going to help me. So it's, it's asking more questions, building resilience. It's going to different resources. It's talking to new people that will be able to support you. It's looking for anything and anyone that's going to help you get where you want to go. And I don't mean this in a selfish way, like what can you do for me? It's just, here's what I'm look, looking for. Is there anyone that has any guidance or insight for me? It's not a, it's just, a, Hey, I'm wondering if. That's what, that's what happened when I published my book. I, I, I was, I had it almost fully written and I needed a publisher and I needed a book cover and I needed, I didn't even know what I needed because I'd never done it before, but I sent an email to like, I think 20 people in the business world that I knew um, would support me and I supported them. And I just said, you guys, I need these five things. Do you guys know anyone that can help me with these? I'm willing to pay for them. I'm willing to do the work. I just, I know what I need, but I don't, I can't go to one person for this. I know it's probably three or four different things. And all these people started replying to me and saying, I can help you with this. Hey, check out this resource. Hey, uh, there's a book uh, on this. Hey, I know this person that does this. And all of a sudden I had all my answers. I didn't, I didn't have them all here. I didn't know them. I, I did. I was, I was smart enough to know that I couldn't do that on my own. So I asked people that supported me in my network, how I can make it happen. And if all of them came back with zero, I would have asked 20 other people. I'm just, so I, so the whole point is building resilience. So ask 20 people that can help you. And if you get 20 no's, there's 10 more or five more or two more or 50 more people you can ask. Don't stop asking because just because you don't have what you want doesn't mean it's not possible, which is why that's in my title of my book, The Possibilities Part. That's the most important part. It is possible. Hey, Unbroken Nation. We'll be right back to the show 
but I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. Yeah. How do you step into possibility? Because I think that people, as they go through this, get disillusioned, right? You hit, you hit no three times, eight times, 30 times over the course of four years, right? Five years, even like, I I feel like people get so jaded by that. How how do you continue to stay positive and in this place to, to seek possibility? So I think one of the ways is, um, I'm going to go back to Marie Broler because I learned this from her a couple of years ago. If you have this dream in your heart and other people have talked about this before, if you have the vision or the dream or the idea, it's because you're supposed to pursue it. It's a very simple concept. I, I wish I would have learned this when I was in my twenties. If you have the idea, the dream or the goal in your mind, you are supposed to pursue it. So, um, that right there opens your mind up to possibility. Like I just had an idea. I guess this means I'm supposed to go ask someone about it or read about it or look, do whatever I need to do about something about it. And right there, that's your possibility. Um, and if you're wondering what else is possible, this it goes kind of goes back to the resilience piece, which is, um, I'd like to do this, whether it's new job, travel, find a, a soulmate, whatever you, whatever you want to do, it's possible. And the reason you know it's possible is because other people are doing it. And if you don't see anyone else doing it, still doesn't mean it's not possible. It just means no one else has done it yet. So look for examples of possibility. Um, ask yourself what else could be possible and look for other resources. But also, um, it, just, it just went out of my mind, the possibility. I had a good point. Um, almost anything that you can think of in your mind is possible. I know people will say like, okay, well, I want to be like Michael Jordan, but I'm 50 years old and I want to go in the NBA and I can and whatever. It's like, no, no, probably not. That's probably a good example of you not being able to do what you want to do, but that doesn't mean you can't go work for a basketball team. You can't go um, support a basketball team. You can't go volunteer for some, someone that else that does something with basketball. You could be you know, you can go to school to learn how to talk about basketball and be a broadcaster. Like there's all these other avenues. Um, and then ask yourself like, okay, if I can't have that thing, what do I really want? Like when I get that thing, what's the feeling I want to have? And if the feeling I want to have is I love talking about basketball and playing it and being around people, well, you don't only need to be a player to do that. There's a lot of other ways to do that and stay in mountain basketball. So it's like, when I think of possibilities, it's like, what am I trying to achieve and why am I trying to achieve it? And just because you have the idea and you get a no, doesn't mean it can't happen. And your idea might just need to be tweaked a little bit because something else is possible for it. That help? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think about this journey all the time of like, chances are, because there's freaking 8 billion people on planet earth, huh? that somebody has done the thing that you want to do. And, and, and honestly, you know, it's funny. Cause I remember you've mentioned Marie for Leo a couple of times. I connected with her years ago. And then I was in London actually when her last book came out and I was on the train reading it. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, it's crazy how different your life can be when you choose to show up for it. And, and I think a lot of that comes from 
like the execution against these dreams. But I, I worry that people will hear this and that people can be overly optimistic and overly positive and, and be very much in this manifestor mode, but not be taking action, right? Where's that parlay between like manifestation and action and, and actually bringing these things to fruition? Yeah. So I actually have a chapter about manifesting in my book too. It's the last chapter of my book um, because I believe that um, you are... Um, your, you manifest what you desire. And if you can't manifest the thing you desire, it's because you're blocking it in some way that like, you think you want it, but you really, it's not happening because there's something, there's something you're doing to block it. It's not some, something someone else is doing. It might look like that, but it's something someone else is doing, but you're right. If you can't just say, I would like a brand new car to come to me, you know, as a gift or whatever. And like, I'm just going to sit back and just think about that all day long. Now, first of all, you can think about it and that will be helpful. How it's going to make you feel and what it looks like and, 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 and imagine all the details about it. But if you just sit back and take absolutely no action, um, and you don't start researching the car, you don't start looking at pictures of it. You don't start talking about people about how much you want it and how excited you're going to be when you get it someday. You're not building any momentum. You're not, um, you're not creating all of the the good energy that goes uh, through and around that desire to have this new car or whatever. I'm just using that as an example. Um, it could be anything, but the whole point is if you just sit back and do nothing and only think about it, having it happen to you is a lot less likely than if you do all those other things I just mentioned, which is creating it. So it's been in it. I don't know how much you know about the whole manifestation thing. If you read a lot about it, I do, but there's a, it's all about creating the feeling inside of you. And when you have that, when you change the vibration and you change the feeling inside of you about having it, having it be yours, that's what ends up drawing it to you quicker. But if you are only thinking about the lack of it, that's when you keep pushing it away. Like I don't have that car yet. And I talked to you, Michael, about this new car and I, I really want this new car, but I don't have it yet. And, and I'd love it to be a gift. And I don't know anyone who has that kind of money. Well, all of those things I just said to you are not going to bring that car to me sooner. But if I say to you, I really have my eye on this beautiful car. I can't wait to get it someday. I have a feeling I'm going to get like win a prize or something. I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, and then we start talking about how exciting it could be that I have it. This is, it's not about, it's positive it stuff. It's, it's fun. It changes the way you feel. It makes you excited. And then it makes you want to go do the things that might make it possible. But if you're only talking about all the negative things, manifesting is, it doesn't, doesn't happen. That's not how it works. Yeah. And, and I've, I've been able to do some unbelievable things in my life through that process. And I, I use the word visualization more than yeah. interesting um, and putting myself in that scenario and playing it through 8 million times. And then yeah. like, it comes to pass and I'm like, I knew that was going to happen. I already saw it coming. Um, but it, it's not as simple as just thinking about it. You right. do have to like put yourself in that. You have to go through it. You have to create massive action. And, and honestly, you gotta be patient too, cause it's probably gonna take you a lot longer to get that thing than you even can imagine. You know, and I've got some of the goals that I've had in my life and it's just been like, man, this took seven years. You know, <laughs> it took seven years. Yeah. Right? And it's like, well, how bad do you want it? And I believe that most people quit early because they actually don't want it. They think that they want it, right? They think that they want the nice car, the big house, all the clothes and all the, and then you're like, that's not actually the thing. How do, how do people get clarity about what they actually want in life? The best way to do that is to ask yourself, like imagine yourself with the thing you want and how you feel about that. It, it takes, it just really takes uh, 
being introspective. It takes, it takes quiet, calm, and, and I, it, it gets easier when you are meditating, you have some sort of practice that can calm your mind down. But it really is like asking yourself these questions. I don't know if you've ever done this thing called super thinking. It's, um, it's a cool tool that I found a couple of years ago. I was listening to a podcast uh, and um, I forget who came up with the idea, but um, it's called super thinking. And it's you sitting down and writing all the questions you have about your life. Um, whether it's your business or your marriage, whatever it is, your family, you want to move somewhere, anything, anything it is, you know, like you're, you have a, a job and, and you want all these things in your job, or why do you want them? Um, writing all the questions you have down and then asking yourself what the answers are. So, you know, so often, Michael, we go to other people for all these questions, but we really know. And you know this because you talk to people and you ask a question like, well, I was thinking this. You're like, yeah, you're right. I'm thinking that too. That happens all the time because you, you, you kind of already knew it. You were just going to look for someone else for affirmation or, Maybe, maybe you wanted someone to tell you you could do it because you really don't want to put the effort in, whatever it is. But this exercise, it's sitting down for an hour. And, and if you can't do this for an hour initially, do it for a couple of minutes. But I did this a couple of summers ago and I just sat down. It's really hard to do because you can't have your phone on. You can't have your laptop open. You just have a piece of paper and a pen and you sit there and you put your timer on for one hour. It's, it's really hard to do because like 10 or 15 minutes in, you just, you want to like grab a book or grab your phone or look something up. It's really hard to do, but you just keep writing down all the questions you have about your life and then you answer them just whatever's coming to your mind and sometimes you skip over you don't have anything in your head and then you go to the next one and then you go back to the other ones you couldn't answer i had six pages of this when i was done um after an hour all these questions and i just and i already knew some of the things i was already thinking about them and if i did i wrote them down right away and if not i'd skip over and go back to them and i had these six pages didn't just have questions every question had an answer that came from me because I gave myself the time to think about it. So in my head, it's sitting back, whether you're meditating in the morning or you do this exercise I just recommended, you have to go in and say, what, what do I really want this? What do I really want? Or I say I really want and I don't have it yet. Why? Why is that? Is it because I don't want to do the work? Is it because I'm actually really more comfortable than I thought and I thought I should want it, but I don't? Um, there's a lot of, I talk about curiosity in my book too, because it's all about asking questions. And I think Asking questions is underrated. I think if you can, you can do it in so many areas of your life to get what you want, um, to get the answers. And if you do it introspectively to yourself, you'd be surprised how, how knowledgeable you are about what you really want. Yeah. And I mean, that's part of the reason why I journal every single day and it's not even necessarily just goals. It's just where I'm at. What do I want? What do I want to create? Um, cause I think that comes with massive clarity. I'm really curious. The thought came in as you were speaking about this. What did you learn about yourself in that process? I learned how smart I was. Um, cause every question I, I had been, all of the questions I was wanting answers to, I had been thinking about and ruminating about for months, but sitting down and having that, like you said, the, the time to have the clarity and just be like going in and asking myself, it, number one, it, it, it made me realize how smart I am. Number two, um, it made me realize I don't have to go to other people for the answers. I go to other people to bounce ideas and to get a little bit more clarity sometimes because I'm thinking this, am I crazy or whatever? I already know the answer. I'm not. I just want to find someone who agrees with me or I just want to find someone who disagrees with me so I can prove my point to them in a different way. Um, I, I do a lot less of that now, asking other people what they think of the things I want because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter um, because you're the one who has to live with it. If you, if you ask someone else what you should do and they're like, it, it would be easier if you did this. Well, that person doesn't have to live with your circumstances in your life, in your apartment, with the, with your 
whoever you're living with in, in that in that apartment, no one else has to live with any of the decisions that you make except for you but, or the people that are in your house or whatever. My point is um, you you have a lot more power than you realize. You're a lot smarter than you realize. It's great to get input from other people. It's great to read and learn and, and look at other resources and, and learn about the world, of course. But when you're trying to figure out what your life's going to be and the life you want to create, you, you got to go in here. That, that's the only place that you're going to find the answers. Yeah, very true. And I, I found in my own life, I do not ask people's opinions about what I should do ever. And, and that has played such an important role because I think, unfortunately, so often, especially when we're in our formative years and we're in our 20s and our 30s, like we're always reaching for people. Hey, should I do this? Hey, should I do that? What do you think? I believe one of the most dangerous questions you could ask someone is, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. and, and that's because you now have added variables that actually don't matter. Like, you know, your, your opinions, as much as I love and value all the people in my life, their opinion doesn't actually hold a lot of weight because the reality is I'm the one who has to act against the idea that I have. And I think we, so people get, you know, get to this place where they're like, I'm going to ask everyone's opinion about this thing I should do. And then you get so convoluted that, that the answers become so convoluted and so overwhelming that now you sit here, you have a spreadsheet, you have pros and cons, you have all this stuff. And I'm like, just go do the thing. Yeah. You're not going to know the outcome. Like weighing the pros and cons is so chaotic because you're never going to discover the outcome. Yeah. If you're always sitting in, in action, which unfortunately is a form of action. Yeah. Uh, Julie, my friend, this conversation has been incredible. Before I ask you my last question, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah. So, um, the podcast, the book, uh, the work I do is all on, um, the website is possibilityandbeyond.com. And yeah, they can check out my podcast there. It's on app. My podcast is also the Peace and Possibilities podcast. And they can access that on Apple or Spotify or anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Brilliant. And of course, we'll put those links in the show notes for the Unbroken Nation. My last question for you, my friend, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Um, it's a really good question. So I would say to me, unbroken means I'm complete. I, I have everything I need to figure out the life I want to have. Um, I just need to trust that I have it and I just need to take action so that I can feel the more you do that for yourself and the more you can rely on yourself and believe in yourself, the more unbroken you feel, the more whole you feel. Brilliantly said. I love that idea about trust. That's everything. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you.
Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.